Wow, three-hour meeting last night. Three hours? Three-hour meeting. Three-hour and 15-minute meeting, actually, to be wow. more specific and precise. Uh, and I, just a little bit behind the curtain here, um, I'm going to uh, ask the clerk to please give me quality audio. <laughs> Didn't get quality audio from uh, the clerk's office. Um, the uh, yeah, There's 12 different speakers, right? So the mixing of all of that, uh, you've got to, of course, go through a mixing board and be able to get the levels just right. Uh, so the only really clear audio that I had was from the clerk, but I still listened to it this morning while I'm running around my neighborhood, getting ready with coffee and everything, listening to it on double time. While I'm taking a shower, I'm listening to it on double time. While I'm brushing my teeth, I'm listening to it on double time. So I, I still heard everything that happened, uh, and I'm glad I stuck it through for the entire three hours because uh, there's some important conversations uh, that uh, were brought up at the very tail end of it. Uh, but I was able to get in here and get quality audio from the city's Facebook page uh, and kind of clicked through and was able to get some of that quality audio because the live stream that had the microphones all mixed together. So uh, I had to go through a couple more uh, hoops to, to get the show together this morning, which is always good. So again, a public call to the clerk. I did email you this morning at like four o'clock uh, and said that uh, the audio issue needs to be uh, corrected there. So uh, please look into that. I appreciate you that. You asked Lesko. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Moving on here. Um, it, it was a, a long meeting, three plus hours. A lot of it was citizens addressing the council which we'll get to some of that coming up uh and uh actually a lot of that is going to dominate what we uh, what we talk about uh because city business they went through the uh consent agenda rapidly uh they had uh, an amendment that was up for uh the anti-racism um ordinance uh kind of a package of ordinances type of thing uh and uh, that amendment was actually brought forward by um the NAACP uh, to try to have some, you know, uh, input into uh, that was being crafted. Uh, but here's Alderman Sean Gregory talking about uh, how he is not really interested in that amendment. Uh, here we go. And Alderman Sean Gregory. The anti-racism that we have on the table uh, that we drafted and we talked about and we worked on for quite some time is what we need to go forward with. I have not reviewed any of this. I'm pretty sure it's pretty good and it's all the things that we have been doing for the last 50 years. That's So I, I think he said he didn't review mm-hmm. all of it, but he thinks it's pretty good. That's going to re- come back up a little bit later on uh, the tail end of the meeting. Fine. They have the NAACP has the 10 principles. We are going to incorporate those 10 principles um, as we continue to uh, 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 draft policy to, to affect um, our city. Um, and I think that's what the discussion was before. Um, I do know Teresa very well. I, I do know many members on the NAACP very well, and I do respect them. But for this particular amendment, I feel that we should leave it as it is. It was created to include others who traditionally are not in this 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 um, this fight, this 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 struggle for our community. So and we included them in it. Yeah, Alderman Gregory essentially saying that uh, you know he wants to leave the uh, ordinance as it is and pass it as it is. Uh, and uh, what they were talking about here was actually just having a discussion about the NAACP's amendment. Uh, and uh, they went around and started voting on whether to have that discussion. 
Um, Alderwoman Turner voted no to have the discussion. Alderman Sean Gregory voted no to have the discussion. Got to Alderman McMiniman, and he slips up a little bit on the uh, organization's um, uh, acronym. Uh, I'll let you just kind of hear that yourself. This was originally introduced as your ordinance, and you've tried to be as inclusive as possible with the amendments that came in at the last minute a week ago, and I think it's very fair to allow for discussion of these amendments that are being offered today by uh, representatives of the NCAA. I think it's appropriate to discuss this. Oh, yeah. It's, no, it's the, it, you know what? That's a common mistake a lot of people make, quite oh, frankly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's not the NCAA. That's the, uh, yeah, the right. college sports group, right? Right, exactly. No, yeah. it's the NAACP, uh, but it, 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 obviously that's what he was talking about was the NAACP. It's inclusive. And uh, so I'm a yes vote to discuss, Mr. Mayor. Not everybody was on board, though, and not everybody had seen uh, the proposal from the NAACP. Here's Alderwoman Conley. Um, Since I've not been able to see a copy of the NAACP amendment language, I'm going to vote present. Alderman Hanauer also. Since I haven't seen a copy, no. Ultimately, they voted not to have the discussion. Uh, And then the, the measure passed. So uh, the NAACP's uh, uh, proposals weren't even discussed in the council wow. chambers. We're going to revisit that at the tail end of the meeting uh, because the NAACP was there. Uh, and um, it sparked a little bit of uh, back and forth between uh, Teresa Haley and Alderwoman Doris Turner, um, which we'll, we'll hear uh, coming up. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and then we started uh, getting into a, a bunch of other kind of you know miscellaneous new old business, a mixture of all kinds of things, right? Because they were done with all the business, and this was pretty quick into the meeting. Uh, and uh, they started talking about new business, the mayor defending his decision to uh, possibly shake up um, the airport authority uh, uh, situation there. We've had that on the air for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But then he talked about how it's probably time to start looking at taxing bodies in general. You look at your tax bill every year or every six months or however long you get that bill. You've got, you know, the school district. You've got the city. You've got, um, you know, the library district. Uh, you've got the park district, you've got the airport authority, you've got the sanitation district. There are all of these different taxing bodies, right? And uh, the mayor said some of them just aren't accountable to the voters. They're not accountable to the taxpayers. So he started talking about that a bit here. But real quick, since Alderman Redpath brought it up, I'm not sure how many council members got a call about the sanitary district or the utility bill going up, but it went up significantly. I've received many calls uh, with regards to that, and that uh, that's one aspect of transparency people might not even realize it we as a utility have that on our bill and i think it went some people said theirs went from thirty dollars to seventy dollars a month on a sanitary district board and here's the cautionary tales with appointed boards here's an entity that's not elected that they can raise your fees and they're not necessarily accountable to the public and so, uh, you know, that's one aspect uh, with regards to the sanitation, the sanitary district. We do not have any appointments to that board. So that, that's uh, an issue I think uh, is worth the discussion. I mean, we we heard about this 10 plus years ago. Even the Better Government Association was like, we need to get some government consolidation going on. All of these different taxing bodies, you've got staff that are working for the, the bodies, not just the, you know, uh, day-to-day workers who are doing the actual jobs, you've got people that are making money off of the bureaucracy of it all. Sure. Uh, so there's, uh, you know, here we are in this uh, pandemic era where uh, you got millions of dollars that uh, the, the budget's missing out on. 
And, uh, well, quite frankly, uh, some tough choices are going to need to be made. We'll hear about a newsy item the mayor gave us on uh, the budget situation coming up. Uh, We'll also hear about the census. And then we'll get to um, a union talking about how they need to have uh, uh, no more contracts and instead have union members that are already employed by the city do work. And then we'll also um, hear uh, uh, the NAACP address the uh, the council uh, and a, a contentious back and forth between uh, Teresa Haley and Ward 2 Alderwoman uh, Doris Turner. So stay oh. tuned for that. More kind of just um, scattershot different business before we get into public comments from uh, members of the public. Here's the mayor talking a little bit of a newsy item here on uh, what budget director Bill McCarty found, uh, especially as he digs in to try to find that, you know, we got uh, anywhere from a 10 to $16 million hole because of uh, COVID-19 revenue shortfalls. And uh, the mayor says, well, they found that they may be able to access more of that $4.9 million in federal COVID relief funds. News, uh, director McCarty uh, did find out that we will be able to get reimbursed uh, for individuals that uh, were sent home because of COVID. Um, uh, whether they couldn't offer or uh, come to work or what have you. So uh, he re-ran the numbers, and we're over a million dollars right now for reimbursement expenses. But uh, we'll continue to uh, push that because we believe there's additional uh, revenue or additional expenses we should be reimbursed for. So um, there you go. That's that's news. Um, we, we're going to be working on a million plus dollars in federal reimbursement because they had to send some uh, city employees home um, for having COVID. Uh, and that happened enough, apparently, to where they were able to reimburse uh, some of those uh, dollars. That's not the entire four point nine million, nor is that anywhere close to plugging the uh 10 to 16 million dollar hole but uh, hey at least that's something right uh, but he also talked about the need to work with the unions to try to get them on board with consolidating some of the uh, the services that there are uh now another a couple of quick notes here before we take the break for news and get into the public comments period uh val yazel giving an update on the census and how uh, a couple of things here next week uh, we're going to see some census workers out there on the field next week we will have enumerators in the city taking, um, for those who had not filled out the census, they'll be going door to door. They will be masked. They will have identification, a badge that shows that they are from the census. And they will be carrying materials that show clearly that they are from the census. And they'll be asking the questions. <sighs> People showing up to your door with masks on. <laughs> Uh, I inst- I haven't seen the movie yet, uh, but I instantly thought of like The Purge. <laughs> I was just like, oh boy, yeah, uh, that's that's gonna scare some people. Uh, and she said that's a question she was asked by another reporter. Is well, did they have like a logo on them? Well, they'll they'll have identification, yeah, yeah. and maybe the mask will say Census twenty twenty or something. I sure. don't know, but it's still some stranger showing up with a mask at your door knocking. Uh, here's Val. Yes, we are. We have a real concern about that. People being scared. And so uh, one of and the things I talk. would say, <laughs> if you don't want to answer uh, the door and you see that it's a census person, then that's maybe your reminder to go yeah. and you can call. And go online. Just fill out the census, people. Just fill out the census. Yeah. All right? You're constitutionally required to at least, at the very least, tell how many people are in the household. That's the least you have to do. Right. You can go into the, the ethnicity and the gender and all that. The least you have to do is tell them how many people live in the household. 
That's right. it. All right, so just do it. Just get it done. Uh, very important. But she also noted how uh, the timeline's been moved up. Uh, the president apparently yesterday announced that uh, he wants the census done not October 31st. He wants it done a month earlier. So at the end of September is when he wants that done. So that's going to speed things up, Val said. And uh, she said that should put a kind of a little bit of a, a spark underneath people's rear ends to get this thing accomplished and taken care of. So uh, coming back, we will get into public comments, a uh, member of the union talking about how they can avoid layoffs. And uh, also we'll hear from a couple of members of the NAACP going back and forth with Alderwoman Doris Turner. It's on the way here with the Council Roundup. News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY 742 as the Roundup continues. From Head West Sub Stops, if you want a great sub, you got to head west. Thanks for uh, being a sponsor there, Head West. Absolutely, Head West. <laughs> what did you say yesterday? Is that, is that yeah. their new like, tagline about the meat? No, I made, you made that, that up myself. <laughs> I love it. I the love secret it. ingredient at Head West is meat, <laughs> unlike other sub shops. That's so good. Ah, the eloquence. It's beautiful. Uh, all right. So, um, you know, it was a three-hour meeting last night, uh, and there was a lot covered. I'm glad I uh, stuck through all the way to the end because uh, there's a, uh, an interesting uh, conversation between uh, the NAACP leader here locally, Teresa Haley, and Alderwoman Doris Turner about the ordinance that we uh, heard at the t- front end of this. But let's get into some other uh, public comments. Gene Mitchell, he is a uh, AFSCME representatives for a couple of, uh, I don't know how many, uh, several um, uh, city employees. Uh, but he's talking about the, the budgetary problems here and uh, the need to, in a way, I guess, prioritize spending on uh, city employees instead of outsourcing things uh, to, to contractors who may be doing work for or the city, the same type of work that could be done in-house. Here's uh, some of what uh, Gene had to say. If you do not want to see layoffs, and if you want to do as much as you can to reduce spending, this is how you do it. Uh, Alderman Donlin had a really good point about how big the number could possibly be, and it reminds me of a joke I heard when I was a kid, which is how do you eat an elephant? You do it one bite at a time. We're not. There's not going to be a $5 million, you know, <laughs> Uh, golden nugget that we're going to find under someone's bed. Be nice though. Do hard work and due diligence, <laughs> and it's up to this city council and to this mayor to look at these sites of things. If you want to talk about efficiency, if a street or an alley has to be repaired immediately, I question whether or not how immediate it is. You may want something done now, but I want to make sure that we don't do something hastily that then turns into one of these people being laid off because it had to be done right now. That's what this is. It's a good conversation that needs to be had, right? Because um, we see a lot of times, uh, you know, the hundreds of thousands of dollars, a million dollar here, 800000 there, contract going out for this, you know, public works type of project, but it's going outsourcing to somebody else. And, you know, they've got crews. Public works has crews of their own. So I think uh, what Mitchell is uh, essentially laying out there is that we need to focus in-house uh, instead of, uh, you know, outsourcing everything and uh, possibly laying people off because of the increased cost of outsourcing these contracts. Uh, some aldermen said that, uh, listen, you know, uh, the internal people can only do so much. Sometimes there's projects that need to happen right away and we can't necessarily... Uh, you know, have it done in house and has to go outside. So I think it's an important conversation that uh, needs to continue with um, those who are employed by the city uh, and uh, those who are making the decisions about whether or not to contract. 
All right. Uh, another issue um, before we get into the back and forth between uh, Teresa Haley and uh, Doris Turner. Uh, this is something that was brought up previously by Alderwoman uh, DeCenso uh, that I don't think we got to in a council roundup previously just because we didn't have time. But she had talked about how she's hearing from neighbors uh, in her ward about the railroad relocation projects and how it's just absolutely devastating their quality of life that uh, uh, the homeowners that are close to those areas. Uh, everything from just constant noise to uh, dealing with the property rights issues to uh, even stories about foundations cracking because of all of the uh, heavy construction that's being done there for the rail relocation project. Brandy Talley, one of those individuals, she, her story was extremely compelling. Uh, she's, uh, you know, during all this time uh, suffering from breast cancer, uh, her husband had to take time off work. Uh, they were offered like $1,300 for a portion of their backyard when their neighbor got like $120,000 for their home. Uh, She's asking for some uh, fairness in the whole situation. She's asking for uh, officials to actually address the problems, she says, uh, which included, uh, you know, cracked foundation and so on. Uh, So here's a bit of what she had to say. Because it is not pretty. It is not pretty. Please, please work together, communicate, and help my family. Help the other families that are being negatively affected by this project. You owe it to us. We have voted you all into this position you are in. We appreciate the fact that you listen to us, but more needs done. And I am asking you now to please help my family out of this situation. And she was looking for around $100,000 for the city to buy the house. Uh, and uh, she also made complaints that uh, the city's bought out businesses for the rail relocation project, uh, and she doesn't feel that she's getting uh, a fair deal for uh, what's being done to her property. So I, I imagine we'll probably hear more about that as well. The rail relocation project, uh, gosh, it's been going on for eight plus years or something, sure. um, and we're starting to actually see some construction being done, but a lot of that construction could be happening uh, at the expense of uh, the quality of life for those who are living nearby. All right, uh, more citizens, and again, this was a three-plus-hour meeting, uh, and the bulk of it was citizens addressing the council. So I'm glad I stuck through um, because, you know, highlighting this conversation about um, uh, equality, about police treatment of minorities, about uh, anti-racism uh, and uh, inclusion. Uh, these are conversations, of course, we've, we've heard a lot about uh, in the city council is moving forward with the resolutions. Here's um, uh, Diamond Jackson from the NAACP raising concern about what we heard earlier in the meeting where they uh, had an NAACP amendment to an anti-racism resolution, uh, but that was not allowed to even be discussed. Here's Diamond Jackson. I just want to address the comments made on Amendment 2020-291. I just want to clarify that the NAACP is not the Black Lives Matter movement, Okay. We have different missions, but we all have a common goal of bringing about justice in Springfield. And the kickback on adding the NAACP to that amendment was totally divisive. And it's saying that the NAACP is already presenting the 10 principles has nothing to do with being included on the amendment. So um, taking umbrage with uh, how the amendment was just summarily dismissed, essentially, uh, not just you know by the uh, voice vote, but uh, even we heard Alderman Sean Gregory say he hadn't read it. Uh, so they, they just moved forward without actually having that discussion. More from Diamond Jackson. And I felt that the comments basically divided the two and made it seem like there's... Um they don't want the NAACP to be involved, and in which we should be. And any um, social justice organization in the city should be included on this amendment. 
And then we had uh, Teresa Haley, who leads the NAACP here locally. Um, she took uh, a couple of aldermen to task. So for us, inclusion of the NAACP, we don't care if you're black, you're white, if you're gay or straight. It's about making a difference. We all bleed the same. We all cry the same. So the comments that were made by Ward Alderman 2 and 3 were very decisive. That's that old crab mentality. There's no unity in the community when people aren't willing to work together. We're not trying to outshine anyone. We are trying to uphold the NAACP and our beliefs and improve race relationships, not only in Springfield, not only in the state of Illinois, but throughout this entire country. And Jackson and Haley also said that there seems to be some um, kind of pushback uh, from um, uh, Alderman um, Sean Gregory and uh, Doris Turner, uh, Doris Turner um, because the NAACP wasn't as as active and uh, out there in front during the Black Lives Matter uh, protests we saw. Uh, Haley said that, uh, you know, there, that was a, a conscious decision to not necessarily be out in front of that. She took part in some. Uh, but only in as much as showing up to a public rally of sorts and then leaving, not sticking around, not, uh, you know, uh, doing certain actions like laying out in the middle of the road or whatever it was. Uh, she you know, talked about uh, the, the pandemic ongoing and the importance of uh, uh, protesting in other ways as well. Um, but ultimately, I mean, the back and forth, uh, here we go with uh, Alderwoman Turner responding to um, uh, Teresa Haley. I simply voted. I didn't make any comments at all. I haven't made any comment about uh, this resolution or anything else that was on the consent agenda tonight. And more on that uh, back and forth um, with uh, Turner. The second thing is I take great um, offense if you are referring to me with this crab mentality that you, that you just referenced. And uh, even more back and forth. You had ample opportunity to come here for three weeks to talk about it, or you could have picked up the phone and... And again, this was at the tail end of the meeting. Uh, this is like the last uh, exchange that was happening. So I contacted the mayor over the weekend and say, hey, mayor, the NAACP has problems with us. Um, we can either contact the media and have, have our own press conference about this, or we can show up. And he says, well, what do you want me to do about it? And I said, can you send us what you have in terms of the updated amendments and allow us to put comments in it? So last week was the first time we heard about it. They put their amendment forward, wasn't brought up, uh, and uh, we get this exchange. Noon, I was still making some edits and making some changes on it. So, um, again, it went through the normal process and procedure. And she said the NAACP could have been involved in that conversation the entire time. I think that, the com again, the comments that the personal attack comments that you made, were extremely confrontational, and I think extreme, extremely inappropriate. Well, I'm sorry for, that you feel that uh, way. Extremely, and let me finish. Extremely inappropriate. Extremely, extremely. No, they weren't factual, they were and they were, factual. and they, and I think that they were extremely inappropriate for a person of your stature in your position to make in this form. And your comments are very inappropriate for you to make because you said no without even hearing us outdoors. I, you looked over. You said no. You didn't even hear what I, the amendment was about. I you saw. No. I saw. I saw the Absolutely. amendment. Absolutely. I saw the amendment. You didn't want to discuss it, and now we're here to I discuss saw, it. I you saw can't the amendment. The truth. That's the problem. So I speak for the majority of the black community. Those who can speak for themselves will speak for themselves. 
I just believe that there should have been town hall Zoom meetings or something because this impacts the whole entire Springfield community. And that was not done, period. And I'm glad to hear you say that you speak for the entire Springfield black community. Those who want to speak for themselves very, speak for themselves. That's very interesting. But those who don't, I do. Okay, that's that's very interesting. Again, we can continue this conversation later. That's uh, Ward 3 Alderwoman Doris Turner and NAACP uh, leader Teresa Haley last night uh, at the tail end of the council meeting. And that's your council roundup.